1: You know who you are with the joyfully chill sensation of My Mochi Ice Cream. Find My Mochi Ice Cream at Target or visit MyMochi.com to locate a grocery store near you. Tonight, we're here at the Supreme Court. President Trump says he'll name his nominee by the end of the week as the nation remembers Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Tributes pour in for the liberal icon as the president says he wants his pick confirmed before Election Day on November 3rd. Tonight, the two women who are frontrunners and how they could cement conservative control of the nation's highest court for a generation. Plus, our exclusive interview with Vice President Mike Pence. Do you want a justice who will help strike down the Affordable Care Act? The battle over the Supreme Court and the election. Will the president's pick energized suburban women? And which party has seen a spike in campaign donations? A heartbreaking milestone. The U.S. death toll about to pass 200,000, plus new confusion from the CDC. Why it suddenly took down new guidance on how the virus is spread. A state of emergency as Tropical Storm Beta makes landfall, bringing more torrential rain to the Gulf Coast. Ellen returns with an apology after allegations of a toxic work environment at her show. And Ruth Bader Ginsburg, in her own words, on fighting for justice and her encouragement to think outside yourself.
2: This is the
3: CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting tonight from the Supreme Court.
1: Good evening and thank you for joining us. The Supreme Court building behind me where Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg argued landmark cases and later issued historic decisions. Tonight is once again at the center of a monumental battle. The presidential election. President Trump says tonight he'll appoint a woman to replace Justice Ginsburg, and he'll do it by Saturday, just a week after the 87-year-old liberal heroine died. The Republican leader of the Senate says he'll confirm the president's choice by the end of the year, and Democrats are vowing to stop that, arguing voters should pick the next president, who will then fill the seat. Not since Abraham Lincoln has there been a Supreme Court vacancy so close to an election. And what happens in the coming weeks will have sweeping consequences for the court and the country, possibly cementing a conservative majority for decades. For the women we met on the steps of the court today, the loss of Ruth Bader Ginsburg is also deeply personal. The outpouring for the woman known as the notorious RBG from the women she inspired has been both emotional and heartfelt. And later this week, Justice Ginsburg will lie in repose at the court before lying in state at the U.S. Capitol. But tonight, even as plans for those remembrances are underway, people on both sides of the aisle are bracing for a fight. Ginsburg's loss coming just as the country is set to surpass 200,000 deaths from coronavirus has added yet another explosive issue to an already volatile campaign. We have a lot of new reporting to get to tonight, and CBS's Weijia Zhang is going to lead us off from the White House. Good evening, Weijia.
4: Good evening, Nora. The White House was eager to make the election something other than a referendum on President Trump's response to the coronavirus. And this huge decision could be the answer because the nominee will be a woman. It could also shore up support from the suburban women the president has been courting. On his way to a campaign rally in the key swing state of Ohio, President Trump told reporters it is his duty to nominate a justice to the Supreme Court. I'm just doing my constitutional obligation. I have an obligation to do this, uh, so I would rather see it before the election. Ruth Bader Ginsburg's death gives the president the chance to nominate his third Supreme Court justice, which could make it a 6-3 conservative majority ahead of November 3rd and one that would shape the court for decades. Mr. Trump said he plans to meet with some of the candidates before making a choice. Five women are being looked at and vetted very carefully. CBS News has learned U.S. Court of Appeals Judge Amy Coney Barrett, who was at the White House today, and Judge Barbara Lagoa are the top two contenders. 48-year-old Barrett is a mother of seven who has won over religious conservatives for having anti-abortion views.
2: I see no conflict between having a sincerely held faith and duties as a judge.
4: President Trump considered nominating Barrett when Justice Anthony Kennedy retired in 2018. 52-year-old Lagoa is a first-generation Cuban-American from the critical battleground state of Florida.
1: My family fled from a totalitarian regime uh, where the whim of a dictator could determine what the law was.
4: Logoa has a longer judicial record than Barrett, and she was confirmed to the Court of Appeals with bipartisan support.
5: Now it says the president is supposed to fill the seat.
4: The Supreme Court vacancy has led to a new rallying cry during campaign events. Over the weekend, Mr. Trump also boasted about his response to the coronavirus. Somebody said, what grade would you give yourself? I said, A plus. Today, the U.S. death toll is about to cross over 200,000, with California becoming the fourth state to surpass 15,000. President Trump claimed again his administration may deliver a safe and effective COVID-19 vaccine in a matter of weeks. But his own health experts have said it won't be widely available until late summer or fall of 2021. Tonight, CBS News has learned that when Amy Coney Barrett came to the White House today, she met with President Trump. He says he will announce his pick on Saturday, but an outside White House advisor points out he prefers to make news during the week because he thinks it gets a lot more attention, like those two primetime announcements for his
1: former two nominees. Nora. All right. We just hang at the White House. Thank you. Tonight, Senate Republican Leader Mitch McConnell is rejecting critics who accuse him of hypocrisy for pushing to confirm President Trump's nominee during a presidential campaign after doing the opposite four years ago. We get more now from CBS's Nancy Cordes. Good afternoon, senators who left the Capitol Friday returned to a battlefield
6: today.
5: I put out a statement. Mm-hmm.
6: On the Senate floor, Majority Leader Mitch McConnell vowed to Would hold a confirmation describe. vote soon.
5: The Senate has more than
2: sufficient time to process a nomination.
6: The looming fight could alter the court's balance of power and dictate the fate of the Affordable Care Act and abortion rights.
5: For hundreds of millions of Americans, this vacancy on the Supreme Court puts everything, everything on the line.
6: Outside the court, protesters gathered, taking aim at Senate Judiciary Chairman Lindsey Graham, who will play a key role.
7: I will be leading the charge to make sure that President Trump's nominee has a hearing.
6: Campaigning in South Carolina, Graham made no apologies for backing off this This promise he made in 2018.
7: If an opening comes in the last year of President Trump's term, and the primary process has started. We'll wait to the next election.
6: He said that because Republicans had blocked the nomination of President Obama's Supreme Court pick in early 2016. Here's There's how they explained tradition. it then. You don't do this in an election year. Their views on that tradition have now changed.
3: The president was elected to do this and the Senate was elected to confirm th- th- this nomination.
6: A new Reuters poll finds that 62 percent of Americans want the vacancy to be filled by the winner of the presidential election.
7: Do not be hypocrites and reverse yourself and now jam through in just 43 days before an election where voting has already started in 25 states.
6: Senate Republicans plan to meet about all of this behind closed doors for the first time tomorrow. And after that, we should have a better sense of whether they're going to try to hold this vote before the presidential election or whether they will wait until after November 3rd during
1: the lame duck session. Nora. Nancy Cordes, thank you. Vice President Mike Pence will play a key role in the nomination process and we're told he'll interview each of the candidates. We spoke with the vice president at his office overlooking the White House in an exclusive interview. The president said he wants this done very quickly before Election Day. Can it be done? Uh,
7: We believe that it can, uh, but uh, obviously it'll be important for us to take time uh, to pay tribute this week to a, a true public servant. We uh, we join the nation in mourning the passing of Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Uh, she uh, paved the way for women in the law, but I know the president is uh, anxious to move the process forward, and we fully expect to uh, make an announcement about the president's nominee to the Supreme Court before the, uh, the week is out.
1: You're saying that you have an agreement from the Senate Majority Leader to get a justice confirmed by Election Day?
7: President Trump believes that he has an obligation Uh, under the constitution of the united states to put forward a nominee for the supreme court there have been twenty nine times that there have been vacancies since george washington through barack obama in all twenty nine cases the president has made a nomination to the supreme court during an election year and president trump believes that it's his responsibility and his duty to do that again Uh, the senate's role is to advise and consent Uh, And uh, uh, we're working already with the Republican leadership in the Senate to make arrangements for the process to move forward.
1: I want to ask you about one of the frontrunners, Judge Amy Coney Barrett. She's a Catholic. She's a conservative. She's a mom of seven kids. Are you convinced that Judge Barrett would overturn Roe versus Wade?
7: What I'm convinced of is that that, uh, Judge Barrett uh, and the other finalists uh, on the list will... um, Uh, interpret the Constitution uh, in a way that's consistent with the great tradition of Justice Antonin Scalia.
1: She's pro-life.
7: President Trump has made it clear that that it's it's our objective uh, to appoint pro-life jurists to our federal courts at uh, at every level.
1: Judge Barrett gave a speech at Notre Dame on the 40th anniversary of Roe versus Wade and she said it's very unlikely that the court will overturn Roe. So why are you convinced That Judge Barrett would restrict abortion rights
7: further. I just know that uh, Judge Barrett will follow the Constitution, as will all the finalists. The reality is that the Supreme Court in this last session actually rejected a a very moderate uh, restriction on abortion from Louisiana, a bill that would only have required uh, doctors in abortion clinics to have admitting privileges at uh, neighboring Hospitals
1: And on that case, do you believe that someone like Judge Barrett would respect the state's rights on that issue?
7: I'm proud to serve alongside the most pro-life president in American history. And I know that same standard will be met with his nominee to fill this vacancy on the Supreme Court.
1: One week after the election, the Supreme Court will hear arguments in a case on the Affordable Care Act. Do you want a justice who will help strike down the Affordable Care Act?
7: Well, we've long believed that the uh, individual mandate at the center of Obamacare was unconstitutional.
1: Twenty years ago, was Bush versus Gore. It went to the Supreme Court. This year, we could have another presidential election that could go to the Supreme Court. Is that why it's so important to have President Trump's choice confirmed before Election Day?
7: Well, there, there are many issues that could go before the court, but in the event that... Uh, that questions either regarding mail-in voting or regarding the outcome of the election go to the Supreme Court. It's just one more reason why Uh, we owe it to the American people. Um, We owe it to uh, uh, all the institutions of government to ensure that we have nine justices on the Supreme Court of the United States.
1: And that nomination battle will now be a central issue on the campaign trail, with both sides using the possibility of a court dominated by conservatives in their appeal to a crucial voting block, suburban women. Here's CBS's Ed O'Keefe.
5: Ever since the death of Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, all that President Trump and Republicans have talked about is who will replace her. LFC! 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 Knowing that confirmation fights energize Republican voters, especially suburban women on the issue of abortion. It
6: is so crucial to have judges that will vote for life.
5: It's a strategy the Trump campaign deployed effectively in 2016. You have to vote for me anyway. You know why? Supreme Court judges. On election day, one in five voters said the Supreme Court was the most important factor in their vote. And most favored Mr. Trump. While Joe Biden knows the suburban women he needs to win will also be motivated by a Supreme Court fight, he doesn't want to let the president change the subject. Today, he focused on the coronavirus.
7: Due to Donald Trump's lies and incompetence in the past six months, we have seen one of the gravest losses of American life in history.
5: For Democratic women, there are a range of critical issues that could come before the Supreme Court.
1: Women's rights, LGBTQ rights... Um, Black Lives Matter, they're all on the line.
5: And with the justices set to hear the latest legal challenge to the Affordable Care Act a week after the election, it's an especially urgent concern, as Biden said Sunday. Donald Trump is before the Supreme Court trying to strip health care coverage away from tens of millions of families. Ed O'Keefe, CBS News,
1: Washington. Tonight, the U.S. is on the brink of 200,000 deaths from COVID-19, and there have been more than 6.8 million infections. And there's news on Wall Street today. The stock sell-off continued over concerns of coronavirus and the economy. The Dow dropped 1.8 percent. The S&P 500 lost about 1.2 percent. Plus, the CDC took an unusual step, backtracking on its new guidance about how the virus spreads. Here's CBS's Mola Langi.
3: Confusion tonight from the CDC after official guidance posted Friday said airborne transmission is the primary way the virus is spread. And there is growing evidence that droplets and airborne particles can remain suspended in the air and be breathed in by others and travel distances beyond six feet. But in a sudden reversal today, the CDC removed that guidance, saying in an email to CBS News when asked why, The bottom line is airborne transmission is possible, but not the main way that it spreads.
4: It may not be the main way it spreads, but there's good evidence that the virus can spread through the air under certain circumstances at distances greater than six feet.
3: Meanwhile, the bells at the National Cathedral tolled 200 times on Sunday as the U.S. nears 200,000 lives lost to the virus, including Rebecca Looper's father, Fred.
4: I held his hand and I told him I loved him and I put my head on his chest. My mom was there and we each took turns going
1: and saying goodbye to him.
3: Looper's daughter called her father's death needless. Meanwhile, adding to the confusion, it's been months since the CDC or White House Coronavirus Task Force have briefed the American public. But health officials still stress, keep wearing your masks and keep social distancing.
1: Tonight, Louisiana is under a state of emergency and a disaster declaration was issued for more than two dozen counties in Texas. As Tropical Storm Beta lashes the Gulf Coast, Beta is unleashing 45-mile-an-hour gusts and a powerful surge of seawater. Some areas could get 10 inches of rain in the coming days. Ellen DeGeneres launched a new season of her talk show today, apologizing to staffers who complained of a toxic work environment behind the scenes.
6: I know that I'm in a position of privilege and power, and I realize that with that comes responsibility, and I take responsibility for what happens at my show.
1: Three top producers recently left the show amid allegations of sexual misconduct and racial insensitivity. Ellen today listed some of her own flaws, like impatience, and called herself a work in progress. We wanted to come here to the Supreme Court tonight, where thousands have visited to place flowers and reflect on the legacy of Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg. She may have been soft-spoken, but the legacy of her voice was powerful. So tonight, Justice Ginsburg's story of perseverance in her own words.
2: My mother told me to be a lady, and for her that meant be your own person, be independent. I had three strikes against me. One, I was Jewish. Two, I was a woman. But the killer was I was the mother of a four-year-old child.
6: Justice Ginsburg, will you raise your right hand and repeat after me?
2: I see my advocacy as part of an effort. That I will support and defend. To make the equality principle. Everything the founders would have wanted it to be if they weren't held back by the society in which they live. So help me God. Fight for the things that you care about, but do it in a way that will lead others to join you. People ask me, when would you be satisfied with the number of women on the court? When there are nine, I will do this job as long as I feel that I can do it full steam. If you want to be a true professional, You will do something outside yourself. That's what I think a meaningful life is. One lives not just for oneself, but for one's community.
1: Fight for the things you care about. On tomorrow's CBS Evening News, we'll have more on the president's shortlist to replace Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And if you can't watch us live, don't forget to set your DVR so you can watch us later. That is tonight's edition of the CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell outside the Supreme Court. Good night.
0: If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Gig Speeds, powered by fiber